Welcome to Sealy Talks. My name is Frida Greeley and I'm a Programme Manager at the Sealy Institute in Prague. In this, our second series of Sealy Talks, we focus on the acceleration of digital justice with the advent of COVID-19 and the increased use of technology in the courts, from filing administrative records to case management, all the way through to conducting court hearings online. This series features interviews, conversations and reports with leading judges, civil society actors and representatives of international institutions that advance the rule of law. We review the opportunities provided by digital justice and the challenges and benefits it presents to the judiciary in Central and Eastern Europe. Coming up in this podcast, we hear from Judge Emil Deshev of the Sofia City Court and Biliana Girova Vergertseder of the Bulgarian Institute for Legal Initiatives, known as the Billy Foundation. They will tell us about the challenges caused by the introduction of a digital system in Bulgaria and its impact on the courts and judicial personnel. But first, we go to Kosovo, where we met Fatmir Recepi, head of the Information and Communication Technology Office for the Kosovo Judicial Council. With a population of 1.8 million, Kosovo sits between a host of other countries, including Serbia, North Macedonia, Albania and Montenegro. In 2012, it set about the introduction of a digital justice system, as Fatmir Recepi explains. Our Judicial Council in Kosovo was under the pressure uh, to increase its efficiency, transparency, accountability, and also to reduce its uh, backlogs uh, on the entire courts. And for the purpose, uh, a lot of investment has been done. As an initial step to the introduction of a digital justice framework, Fatmir and his team set about the development of a case management system, known as the CMS. This provided the information backbone for the entire framework and its successful launch was fundamental to the further development of Kosovo's Digital Justice Initiative. Winning financial assistance from Norwegian Ministry of Foreign Affairs gave life to the project. Central to the success of the system was its design and the team was quick to future-proof any flaws including the random assignment of cases to judges, which is often seen as a potential weakness in the rollout and running of a case management system, and which has been critical to building confidence for the independence of the system, as Fatmir explains. In this regard, we can mention here automatic case assignment, which, uh, uh, which we have managed to uh, to develop in one very advanced and very unique solutions that increased a lot uh, 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 the trust in our system, in our judiciary, uh, in, in when it came to a situation uh, assignment of cases to the judges, which is one very sensitive issue. Our experience in uh, publishing a schedule of uh, uh, court hearings in the KGC portal and the status of the case that party with a unique case number can uh, uh, verify their case status in the court uh, for us immediately uh, increased, uh, to say, the, the perception or the trust in our judiciary. The, the things started to, to change positively. It is the automated and random assignment of cases to each judge in their court lists that was deemed essential to safeguarding principles of transparency and the rule of law. There are three core principles that are key for achieving this. These three basic principles was that 
case should be assigned to the judge immediately at the arrival, arriving in the court without any delay. So there's no need to take a time case until assigned to the judge. Then the second principle is that the legal officer or the clerk in the registry office should have no possibility to know that which judge will be assigned by the system. So the clerk has no chance to predict which case will be assigned to which judge. And the last one was that the system should has a very advanced feature for monitoring and supervising of this process uh, entirely, which I think uh, we managed to, to implement all these three best principles in, in our solution. And today, the courts are very happy with the, these features of the CMS in the court, increasing the, the trust in our courts in, in the administration of this process. While the designing of digital processes and the building of technology solutions are the domain of the ICT office, a focus on real-life court processes and the role of the end user required wider assistance. Kosovo Judiciary played a key role in the project and its process design, as outlined by Fatmir. Knowing the importance of involvement of end users in the designing and implementation of the system uh, uh, we assigned the task to a group of employees in the project from the very beginning and uh, entire of all in project implementation phases. Uh, they had to visit every court on a regular basis and make the presentation of the project, uh, inform the court staff with the progress, uh, with the, our work plan. And what was in, more important, we discussed and, and, uh, and defined training and rollout methodology together with end users. But judicial involvement didn't end there, and a judicial task force was established right from the outset to help replicate the physical court process in the design of the case management system. The judiciary acted both as consultant in the design of the system and as client on delivery. And user working group of the project is composed by 18 members with the participation of all courts, administration and judges and court presidents and from the uh, three court instances that we have, which their role in the project is to uh, uh, participate and approve functional specification of the system. And then once the system is developed, uh, we as a project, we make the presentations of the new features of the system before the user working. And only with their the approval, we then uh, roll out these new features or case types in the court. Devised to support all types of cases in the Kosovo judicial system, including criminal, civil, commercial and minor offences, and covering 19 court branches, as well as a court of appeals and a Supreme Court based in the capital, Pristina, the training of Kosovo's 2,000 judicial personnel was vital to a successful launch of the CMS. Therefore, Fatmir and his team left nothing to chance. Our methodology was that we trained uh, uh, end users in their working premises, in their office. So for every region, we had a training and implementation team that has the obligation to work together with the judge office uh, full day from eight to four. So whenever judge needs to go, they have to follow the judge in the sessions, in the office, uh, set the sessions. So the trainers has to stay with the judge office as long as it's needed two day, three day, one week. And only when the judge has been sure that he can uh, independently 
continue to use the system. Then we move to the next office. The training team as, as we have is uh, is organized at the region level. For example, for every region, we have a training and implementation team that is located in the basic court and they have to support two or three court branches that are close to, to the basic court. And for uh, every team, we have four trainers. In keeping with the experiences of many other IT implementations, the challenge with this project was not the technology, but people. And engaging the support of stakeholders and involving the judiciary and court personnel was fundamental to the project launch, a lesson not lost on the team. Regarding the challenges, I can say that uh, one of the most challenging factor in a project at the beginning was human factor. It was uh, for us very difficult to explain that a CMS project should not be considered only a, a project that should be uh, left in the hands of the ICT staff, uh, but also uh, requires an engagement of the leaders of the institution, the manager and staff, and all employees. Uh, uh, in addition to this was kind of, at the beginning, uh, hesitations to change because the implementation of the CMS is change management process. Uh, uh, but in this regard, we had a very strong support from the Judicial Council of Kosovo, which was, they uh, adopted every decision and regulation on time and assisted the project uh, to successfully implement it. Uh, that's why I think uh, uh, this is important uh, lesson learned from us, from our experience. While Fatmir Rekseppi is pleased to point to the progress that has been made to date and the role that digital justice can play in upholding the rule of law, he is also mindful that the rollout of the system and the scope of its potential is still in its infancy. The interoperability of the system and its connectedness with other branches of the Kosovo administration is central to a fuller provision of the system and its wider application within Kosovo's judicial administration. Today we cannot speak for uh, efficient judicial organization with transparency and accountability without having an ICT system in place. And from uh, with our experience, uh, even that we are in the early stages of using the system in practice, uh, with uh, uh, interoperability of the CMS with other institutions, with sharing information and providing access to the information in the system, it's much more in this regard. While a successful implementation of a digital justice program holds potential benefits for improving the perception of the judiciary, Fatmir is also anxious to underline the lessons learned in Kosovo and what they may mean for other judicial administrations embarking on a similar journey in digital justice. My project is not just an ICT project, but uh, it requires involvement of the entire uh, hierarchy from the leader of the judiciary, chairman or president or then the all managers and, and court presidents and administration staff, including external partners. So only with this approach, I think the system will have a good future for its implementation. Uh, then implementation of the system should be done gradually on phases, for example, by case type, by court, not all in once. Uh, you can imagine that CMS is very complex and very large system. And trying to develop and implement, roll out all at once, it is 
it is very challenging and the risk for failure is very high. Indeed, it has been a phased approach in design and implementation coupled with the full involvement of its user community, the judiciary, that has seen the team implement a national content management system. But as the project reaches its next stage, there has also been another key component, time. For example, we had preparatory phase that lost a year and a half, but we had to establish the team, steering board of the project, user working group, organize workshop, make the presentation of the project, uh, uh, establishing uh, policy rules without any big investment. Then in the second phase of the project that we called main phase of the project that lasted three years, then we launched a big tender uh, for, for the development of the system. We, we hired a training, uh, training team that we, we spoke. We, uh, we designed training the methodology, all these kind of things. And then in, now we are uh, actually in the last phase of the project that we call consolidation phase, which is focused to ensure that the uh, system is fully implemented in all type of case in three court instances, which uh, and this phase will end end of this year. Well, on that positive note, thank you, Fatmir, for sharing that story and the success of the digitalization of justice in Kosovo. It provides a valuable insight and shared learning for others setting out on a similar path. And so we turn our attention to Bulgaria, where we met Judge Emil Deshev, a judge of 15 years standing, and Biliana Girova Gewertsader of the Billy Foundation. The pair related more sobering experience on digital justice from Bulgaria. Here, pandemic conditions wrought by COVID-19 precipitated a lockdown in the Bulgarian courts, which in turn saw a move to the digitalization of justice in the hope of maintaining access to justice and reducing a groaning case backlog, as Biliana recalls. Because uh, the courts uh, last year were actually closed, literally closed, for about three months, with only a few cases, uh, uh, as an exception, which uh, could be uh, heard in person uh, in the uh, in the courts. So uh, the Supreme Judicial Council, which is the supreme governing body of the judiciary. Uh, speeded up the process of uh, uh, developing the e-justice uh, uh, system to cover all uh, the courts, basically meaning that uh, uh, the, the various different systems for operating within the courts should have been combined, unified into one system uh, to be used for all the courts in the country, with the exception of the administrative courts, uh, which are a separate, uh, uh, a separate uh, system. However, despite significant funding and weighty expectations, the launch of Bulgaria's new digital justice system came with a less favourable reaction. Judge Deshev explains. This project finished last summer and it was expected to be introduced to work effectively in our courts. But then started the problems, very serious problems, because it turned out that this unified electronic information system, which must make our justice really electronic, is not well done. Not only was this Judge Deshev's experience, 
But this perspective was shared by the Bulgarian Judges Association, the largest professional representative organization of judges in Bulgaria. They took to the streets as a mark of protest on September 16th, just last year. This whole process led uh, um, to a system which had a lot of flaws, which was literally uh, unusable for, for, for the judges, which instead of speeding up the process, uh, led to slowing it down and inevitably led to certain protests by the judges, uh, a situation which is very not very common uh, for, for, for people who are part of the judiciary. Pressure mounted with telling effect. So this protest and the resentment of many of our Bulgarian colleagues pressed the Supreme Judicial Council to postpone the transposition of this new electronic system in Bulgarian courts. Unlike Kosovo, where the judiciary was engaged in the design and the planning of the project from the outset, it would seem the lack of consultation in Bulgaria was a breaking point in the project. This led to a series of unintended consequences and a system not fit for achieving its purpose. The experts who had to prepare the software, the electronic system, they didn't discuss with judges enough the different kinds of law which judges had to work. So some particularities of our work were not taken in attention. Software experts didn't pay enough attention to these problems. And uh, when uh, this new electronic system started, it turned out that there are some kinds of cases which are not included in this new system. Not only was the system insufficient and incomplete in the eyes of the law and the judiciary, but it also proved more time-consuming in practice, reducing the effectiveness of the administration of justice and putting additional pressure on an already time-strapped judiciary. It turned out that we had to lose more time to put in the memory of the system ordinary case when we fix a date for this case or when we had to publish our final judicial sentence. It turned out that it took much more time than the old system which we used until now. It turned out also that probably there was not good calculation about the hardware had to support the new software. But no one factor was responsible for the disappointing result. And while Judge Deshev cites a lack of consultation with end users, that is the judges themselves, he also points to a compressed time period for the test phase of the rollout, a factor which is often seen as key to the improvement and uptake of all IT implementation systems. But the level of training also proved a source of concern. There was a kind of training uh, around half an hour, one hour, in which an expert of the company which uh, prepared this new electronic system explained to every judge how to work with it. But really, it's so complicated that this is not enough. And there were 2,000 pages of explanation how to work with the system. So although there was some kind of training, when you need 2,000 pages of explanation, 30 minutes or one hour is not enough. 
By its nature, the justice system is a complex process. Different cases require different amounts of court time, expertise, witnesses and judicial oversight. And failure to take these complexities into account seemed unwise to a judiciary whose professional performance is assessed on the numbers of cases heard and cases closed. These considerations were already factored into the old system, but not the new one. And this is highlighted as a point of further concern. The problem is that the previous Supreme Judicial Council created a system which had to calculate the legal difficulties of every legal case which a judge had to adjudicate. The problem is that this new electronic system is not organized in such a way to pay attention to this system which had to calculate the legal difficulties of every case. And so it was on the basis of these concerns, protests and pushback from the Bulgarian judiciary that in late autumn of 2020, the Supreme Judicial Council temporarily halted the rollout of its new digital justice system. Instead, they refocused efforts on improving the system and optimising the solution. But such friction between the executive and the judiciary in Bulgaria is not uncommon, and Biliana traces the standoff between the two branches of state and issues that go beyond mere technology. To a certain extent, uh, this is uh, uh, this is also a political uh, issue uh, in uh, in Bulgaria because uh, over the last, let's say, 10, 11 years, there have been certain tensions between the judiciary and uh, the executive, uh, meaning that, for example, certain uh, actions of the Ministry of Interior were named after uh, judges who were not supporting the status quo, uh, information um, about mainly judges uh, was leaked by the executive to the media. And uh, uh, also, I have to admit, unfortunately, the prime minister uh, oftenly, often criticizing in public certain uh, judges and certain uh, courts about their decision, something uh, which uh, is uh, not acceptable at all uh, in a country which is uh, saying that it is uh, ruled by the rule of law and it has a division of powers. Whatever the backdrop and the tensions, the lessons from the Bulgarian experience are not dissimilar to Kosovo. Both provide a cautionary tale and Judge Dushev's advice on the Bulgarian experience has a remarkably similar ring to that of Fatme Recepi in Kosovo. The most important two lessons are make at the beginning a consultation groups between experts in such kind of software and judges, but all kinds of judges from criminal law, civil law, administrative law, commercial law, family law, and also from all instances, first instance, second instance, third instance. This is one conclusion for our bad experience. Second conclusion, prepare longer test period because in longer test period, you will see where the problems and you will have time to resolve them. There is no need to hurry up. These are the main two conclusions from our bad experience. (music) 
Thank you, Judge Dushev and Biliana, for sharing that useful perspective from Bulgaria. And thanks again to our contributor from Kosovo, Fatmir Recepi. Two stories illustrating different sides of the experience for the judiciary in relation to the ongoing rollout of digital justice in the courts. Well, that's it for this series. We hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. Please go to our website at celiainstitute.org for more resources related to this series and for more information on all the activities of the Central and Eastern European Judicial Exchange Network. This is Celi Talks. I'm Frida Greeley and thank you for listening. Thank you.